So some of you may remember that Pluto used to be a planet. Can anybody tell me what Pluto is now? Anybody know? Dwarf planet, yes, which is not a planet. Well, sort of not a planet. Let me explain to you why Pluto's been demoted. Pluto was discovered in 1930 at the Lowell Observatory in Arizona in the USA. It was an observatory set up by Lowell, who was dead keen on finding Pluto, and this was the main task of this observatory. Lowell himself died before 1930. Um, although the discovery was in February 1930, they held over the discovery till March, till what would have been Lowell's 70th birthday. You could keep things quiet in those days. When they first found Pluto, they thought it was a big planet. Well, as big as the Earth. Actually, they got it wrong. Quite a lot wrong. It's only about one five hundredth of the mass of the Earth. But Pluto was classified as a regular planet because they thought it was the same mass as the Earth. The announcement was made on the 14th of March, so just about this time of year, and uh, reported in newspapers all around the world. In North Oxford, an 11-year-old go girl called Virginia Fair was having breakfast. Her grandfather was also at the breakfast table, and grandfather was reading the Times, the way grandfathers do. And he came to this article about the discovery of Pluto and he read it out for young Virginia. Now, she'd been studying the planets in her school. They'd been in the university parks, just, you know, over there. And they'd been pacing out, you know, if the sun's here and this big, then Mercury is so far away and Venus and so on. So she knew about the sizes of the solar system and she knew about how these were named. And the Times article said, this planet, new planet, has not yet been named. And Virginia said immediately, it should be called Pluto, because that's one of the gods, and they were all named after gods. Pluto was the god of the underworld, which is dark, maybe cold, and it's certainly dark and cold out where Pluto is. Grandad had worked in the university. He'd been the university librarian, Bodley's librarian. And he knew a bit about things and he thought this was a pretty good name. So he toddles off to see his friend, the professor of astronomy, Henry Herbert Hall. Sorry, Herbert Hall Turner, get the right guy. Turner thought this was a pretty good name and he sent a telegram to the States saying, Pluto. Now Pluto begins PL, Lovell's first name was Percival, so his initials were P.L. And the Lowell Observatory thought this was a pretty good name, partly because it was a god and a god of a dark part, and partly because of the P.L. So the observatory likes the name and it gets adopted. Since then, we've found more and more problems with Pluto. One of them is its orbit. 
In this picture, you've got the sun in the middle. That's the large red dot. The white line across the way is where all the other planets orbit. And you can see them. They're edge on, but you see them zigzagging backwards and forwards. And Pluto is the one that's different, the one that's inclined, the red line. So Pluto's orbit is highly, well, highly, significantly inclined. And it's also a bit less circular than all the other planets, too. It's tiny. That's a map of the United States. And the big blob is Pluto. And the little blob is its moon, which is a pretty big moon for a little planet. The moon's called Charon. So that's Pluto and Charon. Turns out that quite a few of the planets in the solar system have moons that are bigger than Pluto. So it really is a tiddler. Charon, as I said, is big for a moon. You know that our moon always shows us the same face? We never see the back of the moon. That's because it spins at the same rate as it goes round, so it always keeps the same face to us. It's called tidal locking. Charon always shows the same face, face to Pluto. And Pluto always shows the same face to Charon. So there are parts of Pluto where all you see is this girt great full moon in the sky. And there are other bits of, Ch of Pluto where you would never believe there was a moon. Just depends where you are on that planet. It's perhaps better described as a binary planet than a planet and a moon. We've subsequently found that Pluto has other moons. Uh, Nix and Hydra have been known for a long time, but the Hubble Space Telescope has found a fourth and a fifth planet <coughs> around Pluto. But the other main problem with Pluto, apart from the fact that it's tiny and there are moons bigger than it and its orbit's crazy and a few other things, the big problem with Pluto is we're finding it's got pals. As we get bigger telescopes that reach deeper into space, we're finding other Pluto-like things out beyond Pluto. And this shows a list of some of them. You probably can't read all the, you probably can't read any of the names actually. Um, Eris, Charon, Quar, uh, I can't read them all either, but you get the idea that there's a lot of other things. Bottom right is the Earth, bottom left is Pluto, and Charon is in between Pluto and Earth on that diagram. Like Pluto, these other things often have very elliptical orbits and they're inclined all over the place compared with all the other planets. And what we believe has happened is that the other planets, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune, the planets, formed at the same time as the Sun from some of the material left over from the Sun. They're the original family. Pluto and Charon were grabbed later. They're like adopted members of the family. And probably some of these other things have been acquired later as well. Which raises interesting questions for educators as well as scientists. This is diagrams not to scale, but Sun on the left, Mercury, Venus, maybe if I use the point it'll be better. Mercury, Venus, Earth with the Moon, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune. 
Pluto, da-dum, 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 da-dum. If we have to teach children the solar system today, and we're going to include Pluto, we need to include Pluto's pals. And that number is growing year on year. So the number of things the kids would have to learn would be growing year on year. It's going to get crazier and crazier. It seems much more sense to say the solar system, the planets proper, end here. These are the ones that were formed alongside the sun four and a half million years ago. These are the things that have been pulled into orbits around the sun more recently. So that's broadly why Pluto was declassified, because we're finding lots and lots of other things like Pluto out beyond Neptune. They go up with the collective title of trans-Neptunian objects, all this stuff that's further out. And there's actually quite a, a range of stuff. Now, some people got very upset when Pluto was declassified. I was involved in the decision and I got a certain amount of emails sort of saying, how dare you, you know, and uh, woof woof and things like that. <laughs> Disney, you know, Pluto the dog. But science moves on. One of the important things about science and being a scientist is it's not black and white, it's not fixed forever. As we learn more things, we have to change the way we approach things. Sometimes you, it's quite uncomfortable, sometimes it's quite natural. And with all these other things like Pluto out beyond it, we're realising there's a lot of stuff out there. And they, have, they weren't formed along with the sun, so it seems sense to accept that Pluto and all the others are somewhat different and not regular planets. If you're going to be a research scientist and you don't like change, don't. Because the very essence of doing research science is that you have to accept what your data is telling you. If you find things that contradict what you'd previously understood, then what you'd previously understood has to go out the window. There's no two ways about it. And that's just what's been happening with Pluto. So Pluto and the things out beyond it is a dwarf planet. Mercury out to Neptune are just plain planets. And that is Pluto. Thank you for your interest. <laughs>